0: For this episode, since it's very timely, I wanted to provide a warning prior to the episode beginning. If you are listening to this after October 15th of 2021, the episode probably isn't relevant to your situation. So uh, ultimately, the Washington State Long-Term Care Payroll Tax, uh, you only have a, a certain amount of time to opt out of their program, and you need to have a private long-term care policy in place prior to november 1st of 2021 so uh, if if you don't have that already in place this is not really an episode that you need to listen to moving forward Uh, but feel free to if you want the information this is your host nick riley and you're listening to the one day advice podcast together we're going to take a ride inside the world of personal finance I'm going to give you a fully transparent, behind-the-scenes look into the financial services industry, helping you to optimize your financial life along the way. If you are listening to this episode and live in the state of Washington and are paid through W-2 income, then this episode is for you. If you don't Meet those standards, uh, it's totally fine. You can listen to this podcast. You might know people that uh, do live in the state of Washington and are paid through W 2. Uh, if you're self employed and don't take W 2, it's still relevant. Uh, if you were to ever leave uh, your own self employment and leave to go to an employer where you would have a W 2 income uh, in the future, it's this is still going to be relevant to you. But uh, I'm going to talk about why you should seriously consider getting a private long-term care policy in place prior to the October 1st deadline this year. And I I warn you, depending on your income and age, it likely won't be a black or white decision. It'll be much more gray and fuzzy instead. So uh, be prepared for that. And and I do not uh, offer insurance as part of my Uh, independent registered investment advisor that I do own. Uh, I dropped my insurance licenses a while back uh, in order to remove that conflict of interest that I feel like the industry has. When you are working with an insurance agent who also manages money, they are oftentimes going to lead with insurance and uh, sell you an insurance-based product uh, because that is what their employer is pushing them to sell, and they are compensated in a much better way uh, than in other types of fee-only arrangements. So, what is this Washington State long-term care payroll tax? Well, it starts in January on January 1st of 2022 for all W-2 employees. Uh, however, if you have long-term care insurance prior to november 1st of 2021 you can file for an exemption with the employment security department between october 1st and december 31st of 2021 and the tax amount so it's going to be in the form of a payroll tax and it's going to be 0.58 percent of gross wages and that it's important to note that there is no income cap to that. So whatever income you make, you are being taxed 0.58% on that. So that's for every $100 of income. Uh, so if you make $100,000, you're going to be taxed 580. Uh, if you make a million bucks, you are going to ta- be taxed 5,800 for the year uh, for this tax alone. So now this is of significance, This this no cap, because you know, this includes stock-based compensation, bonuses, paid time off, severance pay, they're all subject to this tax. Uh, additionally, there is no guarantee that this rate will not go up. There's already talks about that rate going up. So the benefit that the state is planning on providing is uh, a lifetime benefit of 36500 And that begins once you can't perform The three ADLs, uh, which are the activities of daily living, uh, to qualify for long-term care. So the six basic ADLs are, one, uh, an individual's ability to move from one position to another or walk independently. Uh, Two is feeding, so the ability to uh, feed him or herself, uh, dressing, So the ability to select appropriate clothes and to put the clothes on. Uh, Personal hygiene is the fourth, uh, which is just the ability to bathe and groom yourself and maintain dental hygiene, nail and hair care. Uh, And then also number five is the ability to control your bladder and bowel function. Uh, And then six is toileting, the the ability to get to and from the toilet, using it appropriately and cleaning oneself. So basically, uh, if you can't wipe your butt, uh, you would qualify for that one. So the state of Washington is requiring that three of those activities uh, are met in order to qualify. Whereas a private policy typically will only require two of those to qualify. So uh, much, uh, I guess 50% more stringent than uh, the private policies. And keep in mind that this 36500 lifetime benefit is, you know, you'll say you need long-term care for a month. Uh, you're not going to get that full amount because you're capped at $100 per day. Uh, so if if you were in long-term care for a continuous 12-month period, you know, $100 per day, that would reach your lifetime benefit of $36,500. So uh, if you need that long-term care for a month before you pass, you know, that that would essentially be $3,000 worth of benefit. But you could be paying far more than that uh, into Washington State's new payroll tax. So in order to be eligible, uh, you must uh, be paid into the program for 10 years uh, without a break of five or more years. And those that do not pay into the program for a minimum of 10 years and those already currently retired will not be eligible for the state run long term care program benefits. And another key factor in this is that the around their portability rules. So you must remain a Washington resident to access benefits. So if, for instance, you pay into this program for 10 years, uh, you've paid your dues, and you decide to retire or move out of the state you won't receive a penny worth of benefit uh, from this long-term care payroll tax. So that's kind of a brief overview and there's more nuances to this but uh, that is kind of the general general idea of what is being proposed. And my general census is that you know oftentimes purchasing a long-term care type of insurance uh, will afford you broader coverage and could be less expensive depending on your situation. So who might want to opt out of this state-ran program? Uh, if you're a you know, higher income employee who could purchase a more robust long-term care policy for uh, less premium than the payroll tax, then that might might make sense. Uh, I know plenty of my clients are saving you know, upwards of $100 or more per month by pursuing a private policy employees who are newer to the workforce and would also you know also be paying into the fund for decades uh, they will likely ultimately be paying far more in tax than they would receive in benefit so if you are young and have many working years ahead of you uh, you will likely also benefit from uh, this you know, from pursuing more of a private policy. Keep in mind, if you plan on retiring early, though, uh, that private policy you're going to be paying that for life instead of you know, only during your working years, which the state uh, is is offering. And employees who plan on retiring before the benefits are are available, also you know, may want to opt out and 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 pursue a private policy instead. And employees who plan on retiring outside the state of Washington or want to keep flexibility in order to do so, even if you don't know if if you're going to move outside the state, having more flexibility will only be found through a private plan. And then lastly, if you're self-employed, but you're considering returning to work for another company where you would be a W-2 employee, then, and subject to this payroll tax, then you might want to opt out prior to this deadline as well. And some, uh, just a few notes here, individuals younger than 30 are typically not eligible to purchase traditional long-term care policies. And also most companies do not issue policies to those over age 75. So if you're really young or super old uh, on that spectrum, then you might not qualify for a traditional long term care policy. A way, a potential way around that is through a whole life policy. So, you know, having a, a whole life policy with a long term care writer attached to that. Also important to note is that Medicare does not generally cover long term care, and Medicaid only does if you have essentially no assets or very, very limited income. So I wouldn't rely on, on that being uh, your source for long-term care. And that's one of the reasons why the state of Washington uh, decided to implement this because you know, Medicaid is largely underfunded and they wanted to provide uh, other means to be able to fund the long-term care need because you do have a high likelihood that you will need long-term care at some point in your life. But generally speaking, uh, over the last however many years I've been in this business, uh, it's generally been recommended to self-insure. And you know I've, I've been saying that because historically I've worked with households that have you know, much higher incomes and or have high level of assets. And typically those types of households are able to uh, pursue that self-insuring route because they have assets that they can liquidate. They can downsize their home. They can take out equity. They can uh, do a reverse mortgage. They have assets to tap into. Uh, also, it's important to note that, that your regular living expenses, once you reach a long-term care state, uh, you won't need a lot of your regular living expenses. Uh, such as traveling, eating out, uh, doing anything really, because you you will be uh, pretty cooped up in a special care facility. So, you know, long term care products have have historically been something that most insurance agents force onto people as a form of upselling. Uh, they lead with you know, Do you want to be a burden on your loved ones?" Uh, types of questions and and the of course you don't, but that doesn't mean you need long-term care. So uh, don't let an insurance agent tell you otherwise. Uh, so it's important if you are looking into various policies for yourself, or your loved ones, uh, take some of the advice from, from insurance agents with a grain of salt. Uh, they are making a commission off of uh, this product. And this is one of the reasons why I cannot stand uh, you know, Politics aside, I don't know why or what the state of Washington was thinking in introducing this because I think they thought that this would be such a good deal that no one would want to opt out of. But in reality, people with higher incomes are going to pursue uh, these private policies. So it's essentially a layup for insurance agents and, and insurance companies who didn't need uh, any extra help or extra incentives to begin with. And because these high income earners are going to be pursuing private policies, uh, that just means that the state is going to have this be underfunded uh, on a continual basis because the only people that are paying into it are those with lower incomes and cannot get a a private option uh, that is better suited for them. So that being said, uh, the types of insurance products that you could potentially look into uh, are, you know, one being just pure, the purest form of long-term care insurance. So just basic long-term care uh, with no additional riders attached to it. That's going to be likely your cheapest route. The other option is for a whole life policy with or universal life policy with a long-term care writer attached to that and i would not use this as i i would not let an insurance agent upsell you into putting in a ton of extra money towards a whole life policy Uh, especially i I still recommend buying term life insurance if you need life insurance for your loved ones Uh, but whole life policy, a small whole life policy, such as like a $25,000 policy with a long-term care rider attached to that will likely be the cheapest route for you. And, you know, as an extra bonus, you might get an extra twenty five to $50,000 of life insurance uh, if you were to pass. And some, some policies, you know, double the life insurance provided if you die before the age of 75. So, then you, you might rest more peacefully knowing that your, your premiums throughout the years are at least going back in the form of life insurance to uh, whoever you're passing on or whoever is your beneficiary to that life insurance policy. So hopefully this helps. Uh, I tried to not get my emotions into this episode. I do feel very strongly about uh, what the state of Washington introduced to this payroll tax I think it was flawed, but uh, with that all being said, I mean it's time for us to take action on it. So, for a majority of people who have a higher income, they will likely have a better option you know, pursuing the private healthcare route or private long-term care route. Uh, if you are unsure and/or you don't mind paying paying this payroll tax and helping the state fund this, uh, you know underfunded area of Medicaid then uh, you can, you'll do that as well. So uh, if you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out to to me. Uh, You can reach me at hello at onedayadvice.com and just reference this long-term care episode. Happy to point you in the right direction. I do not sell these policies, but I can help talk you through it uh, and then give you contacts for people to reach out to. Uh, But You will want to do this as soon as possible uh, in order to secure a policy in time uh, for this deadline. So, that exemption deadline that I mentioned before. So, uh, hopefully, this helps, and I'll catch you on the next episode. Hi, I'm Nick Riley, the founder of One Day Advice. If you like what you've heard, we'd greatly appreciate your help in spreading the word. After all, we are financial educators, not marketers. Thanks for listening, and remember to leave us a review. Nick Riley is the founder of One Day Advice, an independent fiduciary and fee-only registered investment advisor. Nick serves as a wealth advisor and educator to his clients. All opinions expressed by Nick and podcast guests are solely their own opinions and do not reflect the opinion of One Day Advice. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon as a basis for investment or financial decisions.